Welcome to the ministry of Reverend Jerry Pino, founder and head pastor of Disciple Nations Church, The Word Please, a 21st century charismatic, apostolic, and an evangelical ministry. Reverend Jerry Pino is passionate about soul winning, working of miracles, and empowering believers to take their rightful place in the world. He believes that Africa must send the gospel of Jesus to every city, town, or village of the world, and thus, he is committed in doing by establishing 50,000 churches across the world in his lifetime. He is a gifted teacher of the gospel, a prophet and an entrepreneur. He is a marketer and an investment banker by profession. He holds an MBA in marketing from the University of Cape Coast, Ghana. Now hear today's word. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. So in the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning. Now, this is very interesting. You know, we, we widely believe that the book of Acts was written by the Apostle Paul, but the address says that the thing was written by a man by name Theophilus. People have given several, uh, if you like, description of who he is. Some said that he was an aide to Paul. Some said he was his secretary. Some said he was one of his guys. Whatever it is, we don't know. But he says that in the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning. Verse 2. So, all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven. And remember, he was only taken up to heaven after the resurrection. Hello? He was only taken up to heaven after the resurrection. And he says that this account is about all that Jesus did up to the day that he was taken up to heaven. So, in other words, from the day Jesus was born, through um, his assignment on earth, okay, through his arrest, through his crucifixion, burial, resurrection, and then even the time that he spent with the apostles before he was taken up, the account talks about it. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, Minus Judas Iscariot. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs. Amen. After his suffering, after, in other words, after Jesus died and resurrected, he presented himself to many, not to few, to many convincing proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. So, very interesting. No, please go back to verse 3. Very interesting. When Jesus woke up from the dead, the Bible says that, according to the account of Theophilus in the book of Acts, Jesus stayed in town for 40 days after his resurrection. And he showed many proofs. But guess what he was doing? He was talking about the kingdom. It tells you that the message of the kingdom is very dear to the heart of God. Write it down. The message of the kingdom is very dear to the heart of God. Write it down. The message of the kingdom is very dear to the heart of God. The message of the kingdom. After Jesus resurrected, he spent 40 days in town showing proofs and speaking about the kingdom of God. So, the message of the kingdom of God is very dear to the heart of God. Number two, every believer must seek to know about the kingdom of God. Every believer. Every believer. So as I'm preaching now, I'm giving you an assignment. 
Whilst you are listening to me, what is the message of the kingdom about? Go and look for it. And make sure you are reading from the right source. What is the kingdom? What is the kingdom message? What is the message of the kingdom? Because that, was, that, that is what Jesus did for 40 days. Can you imagine that a man resurrects and when he comes back to life, also, he did not talk about anything except to talk about one thing, the kingdom. The kingdom. So there must be something about the kingdom that every believer must look for. Every believer, you must seek to know what the kingdom of God is about. Number three. You must seek to live in the kingdom. Live in the kingdom. I am teaching you. So you must, you, the kingdom of God or the message of the kingdom is very dear to the heart of God. Number two, every believer must seek to know what the kingdom of God is about. Because you see, you can be a believer and not know what the message of the kingdom is about, and you will live your life for 40 years and still not benefit from the kingdom. Because I have told you before, I said, when the purpose of a thing is not known, three things are inevitable. Number one, misuse. Number two, you will neglect it. Number three, abuse. A lot of us are abusing the kingdom. So you must seek to know the kingdom, and then you must seek to live in the kingdom, practice the principles of the kingdom. Number four, you must also make the kingdom known to others. Now, the interesting thing is that you cannot propagate what you do not know. That is why it is very important that before you try to communicate, you must know what you want to communicate. That is why I said you must seek, every believer must seek to know the kingdom. Now, when you know the kingdom, you must practice. After practicing, you must also make the effort to make the kingdom known. Sadly, we have many people who have been born again for many years. They know nothing about the kingdom and they are not able to also live the kingdom life and they are not able to also share the kingdom with others. The reason why a lot of us are not able to share the kingdom, the message of the kingdom with others is because we ourselves, we are confused. Are you in church? But I pray that God will give you understanding. Yes. I said I pray that God will give you understanding. Yes. That from today you will have a better understanding of the kingdom of God. Yes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. Let's go back to the scripture. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, I told you that the, the, the disciples asked this question because at the time they were living under an oppressive Roman rule. So, they were not even talking about the kingdom Jesus was talking about. They were talking about a physical kingdom. They thought that Jesus was going to deliver them from an oppressive leader. Are you in church? So he said, Lord, is this the time when you restore the kingdom to Israel? Because we want to be liberated. We want, we want to be delivered from this oppressor. This is Jesus' reply. It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set 
by his own authority. But you, say but you, will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, huh, and you will be my witnesses. Angels, very interesting. Do you know what Jesus was trying to communicate? Jesus was trying to communicate that, you see what I'm doing now for the, for, for the 40 days that I have lived with you after my resurrection. All that I am doing is what you will do when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. That is all that you will do. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, will we cast out demons? Yes. Will we heal the sick? Yes. Will, will, will we do pico pico? Yes. But what is the ultimate reason for the Holy Spirit? He says that, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What are you going to do? You are to send the message of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. And Jesus says that that is what you are to do when you receive the Holy Spirit. It is only in our generation that we receive the Holy Spirit. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Amen. When you have, and today I'm going to teach you something. He said, when he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up. And a cloud took him out of their sight. So the last words Jesus spoke before he was lifted up were that you must be witnesses of me. To the ends of the earth. And then he demonstrated that when he resurrected. And he did that for 40 days. Let me tell you, if Jesus spent 40 days after resurrection preaching the message of the kingdom, then it means that the message of the kingdom is very important to God. All the wonderful things Jesus did before the resurrection, when he resurrected, he did not do any of that. He focused on the most important. What does he mean? He is pointing out, he's pointing us to something that, that in spite of all that the Holy Spirit can enable you to do, there is a primary assignment that every believer has. And that is to preach the message of the kingdom. Verse 10. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven. Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. May the Lord bless the reading of his word and always say amen. This morning, I want to speak to you briefly on what I've entitled witnessing. Witnessing. Tell your neighbor, witnessing. Witnessing. Who is a witness? A witness is someone that has seen something take place and is there to tell of all that they saw, heard, and experienced. Someone that has seen something take place and the person has appeared to talk about all that they saw or experienced. When you go to the law courts, they often use witnesses. 
when you go to the police station, they often use witnesses. And oftentimes, these witnesses come to share their experiences as far as the, the issue at stake is concerned. So, something happens and Charles was there. So, Charles saw what happened. Right? Now, if we happen to be in court, I can call Charles as my witness. And as whether what Charles is saying is true or not, that one is not the issue here. The issue here is that Charles was there and Charles saw something. And Charles is bearing witness. He's, he's sharing what he saw about the thing. Amen. When you go to the book of 1 John chapter 1, from the verse 1 to 4, the writer talks about something that is very important. 1 John chapter 1. We declare to you what was from the beginning that we have heard what we have done what seen. So we declare to you what was from the beginning what we have heard witness. We declare to you what was from the beginning what we have heard what we have seen. So not just what we have heard but also what we have seen with our eyes what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Verse 2. This life was revealed and we have seen it and testified to it. First John is preaching my message for me. This life was revealed. Have you seen the life? Have you witnessed the life? Have you received eternal life? The author said that this life was revealed and we have seen it and testified to it and declared to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. The eternal life that was with the Father. So, this, in, in this verse, eternal life is personified. Amen. In other words, he is referring to Jesus as eternal life. Remember John 3, 16 and 17? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, so the author of First John is referring to Jesus as that life, eternal life. Amen. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you also... So you see, that our intention for declaring to you what we have seen and heard is so that you also may have fellowship with us. One of the reasons why we witness is so that others will also have fellowship with us. Amen. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Last verse. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Every believer is supposed to witness Christ to others. Oftentimes, as I said in the beginning, Resurrection Sunday, 
and I see you resurrecting, and I see that this coming alive. It is fantastic, it is powerful. After that, what happens? You have a responsibility to get out there and tell somebody about Christ. Your duty is not just to dress up on a resurrection Sunday, come and sit down and be listening to the same message, recycling. You must get up, get out there, and begin to share Christ with somebody. Amen. If something good is in Christ, you will share. Have you realized that most of the time, we only share things that are valuable to us? Hello? Hello? Yeah. You, 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 if my wife will give you gifts, my wife will never give you gifts that she doesn't appreciate. If indeed you have witnessed Christ, you have experienced Christ, you will talk about Christ. Write it down. If indeed you have witnessed Christ, you have experienced Christ, you will talk about Christ. You will talk about him. You will talk about him. I believe that one of the reasons why most of us don't talk about Christ is because we have not really experienced this Christ. All throughout the Bible, any time God redeemed a people, he charges them to witness him to others. We can see that in Exodus chapter 19 verse 1 to 6. Ezra chapter 19 verse 1 to 6. Anytime God redeems a people, he charges them. On the third new moon, after the Israelites had gone out of the land of Egypt on that very day, they came into the wilderness of Sinai. They had journeyed from Rephidim, entered the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. Israel came there in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob. Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob. And tell the Israelites. God always wants something to be said. If God indeed redeemed you, he wants you to talk about it. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. And how I bore you on eagle's wings. And brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you obey my... I see, this is what you must tell them. Now, therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the people. So, God is still looking for treasured possessions. He wants us to go out there and get him the people who become his treasured possessions. I see, indeed, the whole earth is mine. Last verse. But you shall be for me a priestly, have you seen it again? You shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to Israel. This one confirms 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 to 10. But let's look at the similar account in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1. Isaiah 43. Anytime God redeems a people, he charges them to go and tell of what he has done. Amen. Amen. But now that says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have done what? I have redeemed you. 
I have called you by name. You are mine. Verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. Remember, he was talking to the Israelites. Don't go and take this thing and say, fire will not burn me. You are on your own. I said you are on your You are on your When you read the Bible, I always tell you, open your eyes. God was talking to some people. Don't go and take it and say that it is mine. I believe in the Bible. Fire will burn you. <laughs> okay. You don't like that one, so I won't say it. I won't say it. Forgive me. I won't say it. You know, our generation will do a lot of things zeal without knowledge. Zeal without knowledge. And they will tell you it works for us. Can I tell you, it is not everything that works that is of God. Ish. It is not everything that works that is of God. <laughs> uh, this is why you don't want to hear it. It's not everything that works that is of God. Somebody was telling me how, how uh, 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 um, a sorcerer tells him everything and everything the sorcerer tells him is true. I said yes. Because even fetish priests, they prophesy. Was he faster really? I said, ah. Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? <laughs> hey! Do you see or prophesy that? And if you know, you don't know. It is not everything that works that is of God. You must always have this one at the back of you. You see, it is not every business that is doing well that is of God. It is not, okay, I won't say church because that one, your, relig- your religious mind will not allow you to take it. So I won't say it. But the truth is that it is not every church that is big in your eyes that is of God. And it's not every church that is small in your eye that is of God. The fact that the thing is small doesn't mean it's of God. And the fact that the thing is big doesn't mean I have said my own. Okay, let's go back to the scripture. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. Verse 3. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom. So this to tell that he was talking to a particular group of people that he has done something for. Amen. So if you want to take this scripture and apply it, you must be careful. And apply it within the context. Amen. Alright. I give Egypt as your ransom. Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. Verse 4. Because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar, from far away, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed 
and made. Bring forth the people who are blind, yet have eyes. Can you imagine? Bring forth the people who are blind, yet have eyes. Who are deaf, yet have ears. They are in the church. Right now, somewhere, somewhere here. So, bring them forth. They are blind, yet they have eyes. They are deaf, yet they have ears. Verse 9. Let all the nations gather together and let the people assemble who among them declare this and fought, foretold to us the former things. Let them bring their what? Let them bring their what? To do what? To justify them and let them hear and say it is true. Verse 10. You are you are sayers who? You are my witnesses, says the Lord. And my servant whom I have chosen so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed. Nor shall there be any after me. The last verse. I, I am the Lord. And besides me, there is no savior. You see, whenever God redeems a people, he wants them to go and talk about what he has done. Amen. Listen, we cannot celebrate the resurrection of Christ without making him known. Write it down. You cannot claim you are celebrating. Let us stop this religious way of living. Go and talk about Christ to somebody. Witness to somebody. Bring somebody to the faith. Why do we witness? Let me give you seven reasons. I want Mr. Wayne to come and talk to us briefly. Why do we witness? Number one, because Jesus is our example. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. We witness because Jesus is our example. In fact, in the scripture I read in Acts chapter 1, you realize that when Jesus resurrected, for 40 days, he was preaching about the kingdom. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's upon me. Because he has anointed me to bring what? Good news to the poor. He has sent me to do what? Release to the captives. And recovery of sight to let the oppressed last verse to proclaim the year so Jesus is our example. That is what we must witness. Amen. If you have Jesus in you, you must do what Jesus did. I know some of you are saying, okay, then pastor, I'm going to walk on water. I have told you, you're on your own. If that is what you want to do, go and do it. Yesterday, we went to the beach to baptize. I told them, yeah, I don't swim. Once I baptize, you get out. (laughs) Don't tell me Jesus walked on water. We will watch you. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, we will watch you. Jesus is our example. Number two, Jesus commands us to be witnesses. You remember what he said to them in the book of Acts? The same thing in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. Jesus commands us to be witnesses. Number three, we are called to be ambassadors of Christ. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. We are called to be ambassadors of Christ. Resurrection Sunday is because when Christ resurrected, he made you a son of God or a daughter of God. And, and, and he has commissioned you to go out there and raise many more sons and daughters for God. Say glory to Jesus. We are ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors of Christ. Very important. It means that whatever benefit Christ is entitled to, we are entitled to it. We enjoy life as Christ enjoys life. We don't only work as he works. We live as he lives. Are you getting the, 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 the scenario? Ambassadors don't only work the, the U.S. ambassador in Ghana, he lives as though he's in the U.S.A. In fact, the U.S. embassy huh, is not Ghana. It's not Ghana. It's not. It's not. One time I told somebody, I said, the message said things are hard. I said, yes, but I don't live under this economy. He was looking at me funny. I said, I don't live under this economy. I am an ambassador of Christ. I don't live under this economy. Ambassadors don't complain. <laughs> we are ambassadors of Christ. What it means is that we are to live as Christ lived. You see, so, I'm talking about you being a witness. It's not just about the work. It's also about your benefits. If you see yourself as an ambassador of Christ, you work because you know that there are benefits that are attached to your ambassadorial position. So, it's not just about the work. You are representing a whole kingdom. Amen. In your family, you are an ambassador of Christ. It means that if nothing is working in your family, as you step into the family, things must work for you. The reason is that your jurisdiction is not limited to your family. Just like the people of Israel in Egypt, Bible says that there was darkness, but in Goshen, there was light. Why? They were ambassadors of God. There was light in Goshen. There must be darkness in your family, but there must be light in your life. I said there may be darkness in your family, but there must be light in your life. Why? Because you are an ambassador of Christ. When nothing is working, when you step there, things must work. And, and, and you see, as people see you living the kingdom life, they will be motivated to follow you. That is how the work works faster. Right now, if you look into this church where I have my sons, my nephews, my nieces, my, I have them in the church. Do you know why? They have seen somebody living a kingdom life. And let me tell you what. I am deliberate about the way I live my life. I am deliberate. I'm telling you, I am deliberate. Oh, I am very, very deliberate. I am deliberate. Now, Everything I do, I do it as a kingdom ambassador. I have a goal. My ultimate goal is that people will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. So whatever I do, 
Are you in church? You are a kingdom person. You are an ambassador of Christ. God has made you so. You didn't make yourself. Amen. But you see, if you don't have this understanding, you will be an ambassador and be living your life as if. And you see, the kind of ambassador you are is not the kind of ambassador. You know, there are some ambassadors in Ghana if you see themselves. If you, if, you, if you see themselves, you are, you are wondering, this one too. No. Hey, I beg you. Hey. <laughs> Amen. Number four. Why must you witness? Because it is part of being a disciple. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. It is part of being a disciple. Every disciple of Christ must witness Christ to others. And he said to them, follow me and I'll do what? I'll make you fish for people. Give me a, 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 another version of that. Say, then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Every true disciple of Christ must talk about Christ to others. Every true disciple of Christ. Today is a resurrection Sunday. Have you spoken to somebody about Christ? Or you just dressed up and came to church? For many of us, I can tell you, Christ is disappointed in us. I'm telling you the truth. He's disappointed in us. Why, why is it that there are people around you who don't go to church, who are not born again, and nothing is moving them? Sometimes, it is not just because we don't talk to them. It is because we are living like they are living. Amen. We are not living like the, the ambassadors that we are. They fall sick, we fall sick. They are drinking alcohol, we are drinking alcohol. They go to the nightclub, we go to the nightclub. They are chasing girls, we are chasing girls. They are smoking, we, we are smoking. They are stealing, we are stealing. They don't go to church, we don't go to church. They are insulted, we are insulted. They are broke. We are, we are broke. We are broke. We are broke. We are broke. They are hungry. So, they look at us and they're like, what is so different about these guys? That's not different. We are the same. But from today, may you be different. I said from today, may you be different. May people see you and see Christ in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every disciple must preach Christ. Every disciple must be a witness. Next point. Because we love and care for others. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. We witness because we care for the people. We love them. We don't want them to die and go to hell. Are you in church? We, we don't want to miss this awesome privilege of being a kingdom citizen. So we preach to them. We tell them what the kingdom is about. Why they must, they must be part of this kingdom. Amen. We tell them, we tell them why they must be part of this kingdom. We convince them. Number six, through witnessing, we gain wisdom. 
Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Through witnessing, we gain wisdom. You become wise as you talk about Christ. You, you become wise and wiser. Amen. Amen. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. So as you talk about Christ, as you witness and you talk about the kingdom of God, you become wise. The truth is that no foolish person can preach the kingdom. <laughs> uh, this one is deep, eh? No, 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 you can't, you can't. The reason why many people cannot preach the kingdom because they lack wisdom. Wise people preach the kingdom. And as you preach the kingdom, you become wiser. Amen. You become wiser. Last point. Your feet and path becomes beautiful. Isaiah 52, 7. Romans chapter 10, verse 8 to 15. What message do you proclaim as you go out there? What message? You proclaim God's word. Nothing but his word. The word that changed your life and saved you from eternal condemnation. The word of life. That is what the, the writer spoke about in First John chapter 1 from the verse 1 to 10. Amen. So what do you talk about? Number one, you talk about God's word. Number two, you share your testimony. Amen. Amen. You share God's word. You share your testimony. Now, I'm giving you two things to talk about because I know that there are some of you here, if it is a Bible, you must go and preach. Anyone, Yanko? Amen. But your, your, your experience alone, huh? if you are inspired by the Holy Spirit, can bring people to the saving knowledge of Christ. There are some people, the only gospel they will ever hear is your testimony. The only gospel they'll ever hear is your testimony. There are people that will not listen to me, but they'll listen to Auntie Ami. Auntie Ami must reach out to them. There are people that when they see the pastor preaching on TV, they'll switch, they'll flip the channel. But they are in our families. They are in our offices. We can reach out to them. That is why I said you are an ambassador of Christ. The pastor doesn't need to be there. As long as you are there, the gospel of the kingdom must be preached. Amen. As long as you are in that school, the gospel of the kingdom must be preached. As long as you are in your family, the gospel of the kingdom must be preached. As long as you work in that office, the gospel, you are an ambassador of the kingdom. You are to share Christ. Share the message. Have you encountered Christ? Have you, have you encountered change in your life? Talk about it. Talk about it. Don't only say great things, uh, great change since I was born. Which change are you talking about? Share it. Amen. Share it. Share it. Share it. If the Lord has done something for you, share it. Amen. Last, I was telling you, I said, when you look at me, I am a definition of the grace of God. Because you don't have to look far. My family is just here. 
You can even walk to Abeka. You will see my family. Amen. So, if you are looking for the message of grace, look for me. I'm grace. I'm grace. Amen. So, if I want to preach to this man, even if I don't know the Bible, I can tell him about my life. And that is alone. It's enough. That alone is enough to change your heart if I'm inspired by God. Amen. Amen. So, this morning on the Resurrection Sunday, I want to encourage you to be a witness of Christ. I'm not talking about JWT. I'm talking about, you know JWT. I'm talking about you being a witness. Amen. You, you being somebody who preaches the message of the kingdom to others. Telling others about what God has done for you and what Christ has done for the world. God is looking up to us. We are celebrating the resurrection of Christ Jesus. But tell, trust me, the resurrection of Christ will be meaningless if we don't preach the gospel of the kingdom. To be meaningless. There are several people out there who must hear about this resurrection. Why are we not talking to them? Why are we not preaching to them? Why have we become self-centered? Why do we think that the resurrection can only be celebrated in the church auditorium? Why are we not getting out there to talk to people? Why are we not inviting people to church? I want to charge you this morning that after today, you will live your life as a Christian. You will live your life as somebody who has been redeemed by Christ. And you will talk about the goodness of the Lord to others. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Reverend Jerry Payne. For more information about our ministry, kindly visit our website at www.disciplenationschurch.org or call us on 0244-733-659. Locate the workplace of Disciple Nations Church at Sotoko Official Town Market near the Bonnie Bend Building or Sadiba Electronics in Accra. God bless you.